So, welcome back to the Beast Gang Podcast, and today we're talking about Orphan First Kill. With us is the master of horror suspense and thriller, the encyclopedia of horror movies himself, Jay. (laughs) This one is directed by William Brent Bell, which I don't know who you are, I don't know what you have done, but it says you have done The Boy, which I think that was supposed to be okay, wasn't it? It's on my list. I have not watched it yet. I heard good things about it, though. He has done something called Stay Alive. The Devil. Stay Alive? Yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, that explains The Devil Inside. A movie oh, called. That explains it then. Keep going. A movie called The Weir. Like, were W-E-R. The mm. writers are David Coganshaw, The Haunting in Connecticut. And a whole bunch of TV stuff, the Scream TV series. David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, Aquaman, the Red Riding Hood movie, and The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, and a couple of episodes of The Walking Dead. So you have a okay resume. Mm-hmm. And it stars Isabella Furman, who is like probably like almost 30 years old. Yeah, she's 25 <laughs> now. Julia Stiles, who we always enjoy seeing when she shows up. I'm like, oh, look, you're in a movie. It's like, it's not Jason Bourne any longer. Rosie Sutherland. And the synopsis is, after orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America impersonating the person of a missing daughter of a wealthy family. So, as the synopsis describes, it's Esther being in a special facility. I believe there's somebody coming in for the first time. This is their first day, and they're being showed the ropes. I guess someone had escaped or something. So they walk into a room and Esther is in there. And it's like, oh, who are you? Like, are you the headmaster's daughter or like whoever, like the head psychiatrist's daughter? She just does something not really creepy. And then they show up and it's like, oh, well, she's the one that's missing. They put her back and then she finds a way to get out, follows that lady that who is her first day home and then kills her in a car. And then she goes looking on the internet for missing children, finds the one family that Julia Stiles is a part of and says, well, I kind of look like this girl who's been missing for a number of years. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm this person I was missing. And then Julia Stiles shows up and, and her husband. And it's like, oh, look, that's Esther... Like, that's her. We know it's her or, like, whatever the girl's name is. But No, it's Esther. Yeah. But they, that's where she got the name from. Yeah. yeah, but they're just like, oh, gosh. Like, thank you for being back. Detective that shows up. He's kind of on to something. He was already kind of investigating the missing case, like, the missing person, the missing girl anyway. He found something. Yeah. And he was already kind of suspect of, es- well, this Esther. Anyway, the father is just like full on, oh, my baby girl's back and she wants to do art with me and she knows art. She understands music. A culture refined psychotic. That's what I like to call it. She's kind of like Hannibal Lecter. He's refined. He's he's cultured. He has qualities about him that will show him in a different light. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing that he's a fucking psychopath. And that's the same thing with Esther. You know, obviously, she could rock with that damn piano. She was going to work. Yeah, basically. And she was actually a pretty good artist as well. 
She's yeah. very creative. Yeah. So, so the core thing is just that the family is buying into it. The brother is kind of like very dismissive, but like the father is just full on. Thank God my baby girl is back. And then Essie's like basically planning to rob and kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, this is a sequel to a movie that was 2009, The Orphan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starring Isabella Furman. So she was like maybe 10 years old at the time. And like now she's <laughs> full on adult. She's 25. Yeah. yeah. But Jay, how did you feel about The Orphan? first kill all right so and, and this they're, is a prequel i believe right this, this yeah it's a prequel okay go ahead yeah so one just go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room the chick is way too old yeah to be doing this it's way too old like this movie should have happened probably 10 years ago yeah 10 years ago even 10 years ago it would have been what what 2022 2022 now so it'd be 2012 that would have been what Three years yeah. after the original, that would have worked. That would have worked because she still would have had that young. Or even like 2015. Like that might have worked. Right. At the latest. At the latest. But the problem is the girl that plays Esther, she still looks the same, but she kind of has that Disney thing going on that the Disney people are still playing high school students, but everybody around them are like younger. She has the height. She's still short. So it could work. But then I also noticed some other things too, but I'll get to that after the I voice. get to this point. The voice is different. The voice do change, not as much as guys, but it, it does change. You look at her eyes, like you look at the first one, like I've seen the first one. She had the eyes of a child, that innocent face. Now you see the eyes of a person that's seen some shit. She's a grown woman. So it's kind of hard for her to be playing, even though the character is a grown woman, but she looks like a child. It's hard to play that character if you're supposed to be an adult, but mm. you look like a child, but yet you look like an adult. You're supposed to be playing a child. It worked for the first one because he was a child playing an adult. It was believable. That what made the twist in, in Orphan, the first one, a lot more believable. It was like, oh, wow, damn, I didn't know. This one is like, you already know. And I was hoping that they would go a different route with the story. Meaning, okay, this is going to be her first kill. We got that, hence the title. Well, she but, killed that one lady first. So it's yeah. not the first one. It's the second one. Well, well it should have been first family or... First family. First, first adoption or first... Mm-hmm. I don't know, because she wasn't adopted. So whatever. Now I'm just picking on a little shit. But it was just not good. They had like a lot of Disney moments in this shit. Like, what, what's up with that damn music? What's up with the music on certain parts? Barry, you have to see the first one. Then you'll compare and contrast. It was no music in it whatsoever. And and plus it had one better actors in it. It had uh Vera from me, like Vera from Maya. Yeah. Yeah. And it had like, I know you don't like him. Peter Skarsgård <clears throat> tried to do something that pisses me off with all movies now. All movies now. You know, this you know, this whole woke shit. They had like some woke shit in this too. Like, why are they making her a sympathetic villain? Yeah, and you know, that's they, a problem tried, with a lot of modern movies that they have to say, like, oh, well, they did this way because of this. They weren't loved enough or some, something like that. Right. So what they try to do in this is that they found her out. 
They found her out. And the reason why they found her out is because we had to pause this joint to figure out what? Wait, wait, what? So maybe you can answer this. Did the mother kill her own daughter? I might have fallen asleep at some point. <laughs> okay, so I may have to watch it again. And the only reason I'm watching it is for research purposes. But I believe the mother may have killed her own daughter. So they automatically knew that Esther was not the real Esther. And the son had something to do with it. Or the son killed her and the mother was covering up. But no, that I don't think they ever discussed on why would you kill your own daughter. So they basically was blackmailing her to basically play the role. At that point, they were treating her like shit, doing this and doing that. So anyone watching, they want to try to garner some sympathy for Esther. I'm like, no, she's fucking crazy. I mean, they were dicks too, but at the same time, they, you could tell they try to get some sympathy for Esther, for the character. No, no sympathy, none. I mean, she's going out using someone like a family's grief to go in and kill them and go out and probably commit other crimes. Why would you want sympathy for her? So that pissed me off. And then also the way this movie was filmed. You could tell that she is not. I mean, she's short. She's like 5'2". I was looking up shit on her because I was just like, okay, she's 25. She's about 5'2". My wife is 5'3". Okay? (laughs) So, I mean, that's short. let's, let's let's, Let's keep it real. That's short. But Obviously, they had to shoot it at different angles to make her seem shorter. Yeah. yeah. So and they might be obvious. sitting at a table. She probably has a shorter chair than everybody else. Right. And it was obvious. And then, to be honest, because they filmed it dark. It was dark as shit. Yeah. So the cinematography was bad. It was a lot of shit in this movie that there was no redeeming quality to whatsoever. I mean, I understand you did a great job in the first one. And I can't really blame her for this because the material that she was given. And of course, she would want to do the role, but it should have been just done differently. This is just recasted. Right. I mean, the people have been asking for this for a while. So it's not like it wasn't no one asked for the movie because I was actually looking for it. I was like, man, yeah. But if anything, they should have did like a genuine sequel and not a prequel because she's too old. But even then, like, she's not really supposed to age like that then. But that would have been a little bit of a pass. Or even if it was a sequel, that mm. would make sense. I want to say there was something recently, maybe in the past two or three years, where someone had done that. I'm 16. I'm not 33 in a scam artist. Here we go. This is orphan in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think they said that she was poisoning the family or something. I mean, you can tell she's not a child. Look at her fucking face. Her head looks big as shit. <laughs> yes. I mean, her face looks old as fuck. It's like, it's just the same thing with the girl in this one. Her face looks like she's seen some shit in life, man. Like, she's been through it. So, <laughs> it's hard to believe. And like I said, they didn't believe it, But I felt sorry for the father because they kept him out of the loop. They purposely didn't tell him what was going on. And obviously, I think he took the death of his daughter really hard compared to everyone else. And then once again, another thing that I hate, and maybe it's it's not as bad as other things, I always got to be the dumb motherfucker. Yep. Yep. Oh, my baby girl. Oh, my baby girl. She's back. She wants to paint with me. She wants to paint. I'm like... Even in the first one, they were like, Peter Skarsgård was kind of a dumbass too. Come on, man. 
I'm like, dude, you were like a little too excited about this. Once you started naming off the movies that this director has done, it all started to make sense. You said Stay Alive. Stay Alive was based off a horror video game that if your character died in the game, you would die in real life. The oh. dude played Malcolm in the Middle, Frankie Muniz. Yeah. Oh, The Devil Inside. That was bad. To be honest with you, that's all I really had to say on this movie. It right. wasn't a good so, time for me. What score would you give Orphan first kill? I'll give it a three. And the only reason why I give it a three is because it did have me intrigued for a minute on how this was going to play out. In the beginning, like I said, the beginning started off okay. But then like certain things, I was like, okay, all right. It was so bad, it was still watchable. That's how I felt. It was so bad, but it was still watchable because I wanted to see how they were going to do it, how they were going to clean this up, or if they were going to clean it up. And they sure the fuck did not. This shit was not good. So I give it a three. And I actually feel sorry for Isabel Furman, man. Like you should not she be did. in this trash. First of all, again, if they, even if they wanted to remake it, they should have recast it. But she deserves better because her character. Like Esther in the Orphan, the original movie, the first one, was such a good character. She did such a good job. It shows her acting chops. And I understand why she did this movie. That's what people know her from. Like you see her, you be like, oh, that's the from Orphan. You want to know that's her. So it's kind of like you're tied to it. But I would have been like, no, I read the script. I respectfully decline. I'm sorry. It's not going to do justice to the character. It was just so awkward. Awkward as hell that you could tell that they filmed at different angles to make her seem shorter. It was not well filmed. This is a classic case of, it was on Netflix, this is just be Netflix trash, glut, something else that shows up on your, this is the number one movie in the nation. I'm like, yo, no, it's not. No, this thing is bad. I don't even know why I watched this. I just know that I did. And I, I think you may have watched it because you may not have seen the first Orphan, but you know of Orphan being good. So you're like, let's see what this is about. I was just hoping for something better, man. It was bad, dude. It was so, so, so bad. I paused this movie at least five times. She's like, yeah, no, that happened. Like, Are you serious? Like, no, Jay, that happened. She's like, I don't want to see this no more. I said, no, let's just finish it out. But all right, that's the Beast Game Podcast. Don't watch this movie. It's trash.